Ryan Williams Jenkins is a former Navy football player who graduated from the United States Naval Academy in 2015. Ryan currently works in player engagement and scouting in the NFL for the New York Giants and is the founder of the ENOM Initiative, which stands for It's Not About Me. The goal of the ENOM Initiative is to use athletes' platforms to create change in underprivileged communities. Having been a collegiate athlete himself, Ryan says that it was only after taking a step back from this role that he was able to truly see the influence he and his team members had and how much opportunity there is for athletes with a platform to do good and give back. Ryan is here to share with us today what inspired him to create this initiative and what his goals are moving forward with his mission. So let's take a listen. So hi, Ryan. Thank you so much for being here with us today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm happy to talk about all that you're doing right now with your initiative. Uh, You are a formal Navy football player currently working for the New York Giants in player engagement and scouting. You are a life coach and trainer, and you recently created a new initiative that we're going to talk about today called ENOM, which stands for It's Not About Me. Let's start by taking it back to your Navy football days where this phrase, It's Not About Me, was born. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so It's Not About Me came about because I believe our team thought, you know, we were getting away from our culture and getting away from who we were as people um, and as Navy football brotherhood. Uh, and people were kind of doing their own thing. So we kind of recaged it, brought it back in and said, hey, let's remember that we play for one another. Like we play for the guy to the right and the left of us. And that's what we came up with the team motto. It's not about me. Awesome. And so as a former athlete yourself, you and your teammates come to understand and recognize the power of the platform that you hold as an athlete at such a high level. And you felt called to not only use your own platform, but to help others uh, to also involve other athletes and inspire them to do the same. Can you tell us about that and how you were ultimately led to create your ENOM initiative? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, being around a lot of athletes and playing college football, I realized like people really look up to you. Like, and you have no idea how many people are actually looking up to you and talking about the things that you're doing until you're kind of removed from it. So like now being removed and seeing it from a different lens, um, I see how much uh, people really listen to athletes and just want like anything they say they're repeating or Um, They're just waiting for their response on certain issues. So with that, we thought, why don't we use athletes platforms to really create change in some of the inner city and underprivileged areas? Because for whatever reason, those areas um, aren't serviced as much as they need to be. And of course, there's a lot of programs out there for them. But what if we got the athletes behind um, this initiative to actually push it forward And the thought was like a lot of these athletes come from these environments. So they know what it is to be in an inner city high school with no real um, understanding of financial literacy or life skills, et cetera. Uh, A lot of them don't have the mentorship that you would think um, they have to be able to perform at such a high level. So uh, the goal is to use the athletes platforms to create change in the inner city and underprivileged communities. So that's kind of how we that's exactly how we came up with the philosophy and the um, the way forward for, you know, 
And your mission statement for Enom says, everything we do has meaning. Everything we do has purpose. Everything we do is for others. To me, this is a really powerful statement to be making and an incredible example for our youth, especially. Would you say that setting an example for our youth is a contributing factor to what drives your passion for this initiative? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, what really drives my passion is doing for others because the more you can do for others and the more you lift as you climb, like you start to put pieces in place that really take care of you and then the next generation and the next generation from there. So that's that exact phrase is something we truly believe in. Um, and being at the Naval Academy, we always talk about um, being part of something bigger than yourself and being in the military. That's the same philosophy, like you're doing everything for the guy to the left, the right guy or girl to the left and right of you. So it's it's more like a mentality we want um, our athletes and ambassadors to start to understand and and pretty much ingratiate into what they do. So um, definitely is a key pillar in what we're working to do. You say you believe in rewarding those who seek to make a difference in the community, and this difference begins with education. Therefore, your initiative is also focused on providing scholarships, with three main categories being impressed upon your ENOM students. Those categories are life skills, finances, and career. Can you tell us more about this scholarship program? Yeah, so scholarship for a lot of people, they think, oh, money, like we're just going to give out scholarships. And they're going to have this money to go to school. But like scholarship is continued learning. Um, so we'll, the way we thought of it is the scholarship program will be all encompassing. So, yes, we'll give out scholarships based on um, the money that we're raising, but also scholarship to scholarship being we're going to teach life skills. We're going to teach financial literacy. We're going to teach them about the different careers that are out there. When I say them, I'm speaking specific to the high school students in the inner city. So from ninth to 12th grade, because what we found out is a lot of high schoolers are athletes or they do some type of extracurricular activity. But majority of them don't go on to the next level to do that exact thing. So if we can reach them in high school, kind of the last frontier and teach them about finances when their their first opportunity having a job, spending money, then now they have a, a way ahead of how do I spend money? How do I save money? How do I invest money? Um, and then when they're making decisions on their next career, as they're transitioning from high school to real life, they know the different um, opportunities that are out there. It's not just what they see in their immediate um, in their immediate environment, but also beyond that. So uh, the goal is to kind of merge all three together in order to make them a more well-rounded individual. The whole initiative involves other professional athletes, and that's your goal going forward. So what do you hope to achieve going forward in terms of bringing on more professional athletes? Um, and what do you hope the initiative grows into, or what is the impact ultimately that you'd like to make? Yeah. So when I think of it, the professional athlete is more of a catalyst. So they're the ones that are there to get the kids excited, get the uh, donors excited, to get people excited into actually pouring into these communities. Uh, but who I actually see as being the foot soldiers are the collegiate athletes, because a lot of college students have to do X amount of community service hours in order to graduate. 
So this will be part of their um, part of their prerequisites to graduate. But at the same time, they're still uh, connected to the the professional athlete because depending on the area. So, for instance, I give you a perfect example. Um, right now we have former collegiate athletes that are living, um, let's say, in California. I have one in California. And his job is just to find college athletes that want to give back in California. So once we find those athletes, they then learn life skills. Uh, they learn about the financial literacy piece and they can talk to career opportunities. And we take those specific athletes into those inner city high schools. So it's a continuous mentorship chain. So like if you were a high school student, you went through the program and now you're a collegiate student, whether you're a student or student athlete or just a student, you can still participate. But like now we can use you to give back to your community and it just becomes a cycle. And the professional athlete is more there as, like I said, the catalyst, the figurehead, the person that gets everyone else excited um, to to give back and make a difference. That makes sense. And I think it's great how you're incorporating people's influence at every level. Because like you said, the professional athletes, you know, for whatever reason, our our culture and especially our youth pay a lot of attention to what professional athletes have to say and do. And it's not to say that that attention isn't, you know, valid or deserved, but I think it's really important if we're using that platform to make a positive impact and to give back and then to just get the attention on the topic of what you're doing. So I often discuss with my guests the topic of community, and I'm wondering if you could speak to us about the importance of community, in your opinion, and how it pertains to the work you're doing with Enom. In my opinion, community is probably one of is the one of the most important things. And the reason why we're so focused on the underprivileged and inner city community is because there's a disconnect in those communities. And I think that, and, and when we say community, I'm looking at it from like the parents to family members, to the kids that are impacted, to teachers, to um, uh, coaches, et cetera. Like that makes up a community. And in those communities, there's, there's a lack of mentorship there, whether it be from the parents and um and in, and in those moments where the mentorship is lacking, I think there are other uh, people that pick up. So like the coaches may pick up for the parents, but if, if there is that lack of mentorship, it needs to be filled in somewhere. Um, and that's why I think we are working towards doing teaching life skills, financial literacy, and talking about career development because a lot of times in a community that's affluent or uh, better off, they have those conversations, but those conversations are being missed because parents may not be there. They may be at work. They may be trying to provide for their family. Um, so and coaches at times they are focused on uh, the next game or they may not get to talking about that specifically. So I think you have to be intentional um, and actually teaching life skills, finances, and even uh, career opportunities and development. And I think that makes community uh, very important in the sense like everybody has to play a specific role. But if someone isn't playing a role, you have to have a catch-all 
so that there's someone there to fill in. And that's what makes a community really great when you have somebody there to fill in because everybody can't do everything. And when you're missing a key piece in, in those communities, which are, and a lot of those communities are the fathers um, and even some mothers are just not there. It's hard to fill in, but hopefully uh, the goal of Enom is to fill in in those pieces um, for for those children, uh, for the high school students. So community is important. Community is super important. I agree. And that's why we talk about it so much here. And I like getting a take on, well, everybody's perspective of community because it's different to everyone, but also that you're shedding light on this particular type of community, because I think you're absolutely right in the fact that in these underserved communities, there are significant gaps that need to be filled. And just as you explained, like if one person can't provide in a certain way, those children need somebody to step in. And sometimes the coaches are trying to do that. But like you said, they're focused on something else that's equally as important to the well-rounded nature of these kids. Um, And the parents, it's if they are the one that isn't able to be there, it's not often because they don't want to be. It's because they're trying to provide for their family and they just can't be. So I think programs like yours are so important because you're filling in those gaps that it doesn't matter why those gaps exist. We need community to come and fill them. And so the ENOM initiative is still in its early phases, and you really need support and donations to help take the initiative to the next level, right? Absolutely. So I saw you have a GoFundMe campaign currently running. Can you tell us exactly how those funds raised will help your mission? Yeah, so the GoFundMe campaign was an initial uh, mission that we had just to get everything going and try to get some uh, awards, some uh, students for scholarships because we have three different scholarships that we believe in. That money was going to go to just awarding scholarships based on people, uh, uh, based on the students that applied and met the criteria. But more importantly, what we are looking to do is build a financial literacy program specific for inner cities because you can't just go in and teach them. I can't just go in and teach them any and everything. Um, so I think there's a program out there and I've been working with a couple different uh, finance uh, guys that work with athletes to come to try to develop this program. Uh, but that the funds will go towards that developing that program. Funds will also go towards getting the collegiate students from point A to B. So like if they're at, uh, let's say, uh, University of San Diego and they need to go to um, a, a high school in that area, well, how are we going to transport them there? So those funds will go there. Um, and then also towards paying for different programs to come in. So like we're not going to be able to teach everything because everybody won't be an expert on everything. So we'll have to outsource to bring in people that are experts on life skill, to bring in people that are experts on finances, um, and then also to take those high school students to these different career fairs and get them out of their environment to see different um, different things. So that's where the funds would be going at this time. Uh, but like I said, since it's at the beginning, we're continuing to restructure and uh, streamline um different things. Sounds like you're on a great path though. And you've got a lot of good ideas. And oftentimes 
I talk about this a lot with other people in the nonprofit world because that's the lane that I'm in as well, is that, you know, you you can have a lot of great ideas, but you need the funding to make them happen. Absolutely. Right? So it's, you know, if people listening care about what you're trying to do and care about this initiative, uh, I think it would be really important for us to take steps to support your cause and to support uh, by making a donation. You know, it's important from the, you know, giving this to the inner city youth when they're in, at that high school age, but also, you know, do you look at it from the way of the collegiate athlete who's potentially going to go professional and giving them the financial tools? Because I think a lot of people, a lot of kids end up in that position where all of a sudden they're a professional athlete making a ton of money and they have no idea what to do with their finances. And that is what we work with in player development. Um, but it's funny cause I was at a, I was at a, like a networking event during the Super Bowl, and I met one of the guys as part of the NFL alumni association. Um, and we ended up talking for a good amount of time, but at the end we both came to the consensus, like, Hey, there's no programs out there that teach people how to become a professional. But in reality, like that's what Enom is trying to do for high schoolers. Like, how do I teach you how to be a professional so that when you move forward, like you're already ahead of the curve. But like you said, specific to the collegiate athlete, there's not a program that says, hey, this is how you become a pro. And that's something we've been talking about and trying to figure out how, how do we what resources do we have between the NFL and then between like um, pretty much outside agencies to come together to say, hey, let's put together this program for the colleges. But I don't know if that's an NCAA, uh, NCAA deal where they need to focus specifically on that. Or maybe that's just an, uh, something we raise awareness um, saying, hey, we are seeing a trend and the trend's there. So it's not like the data doesn't support. It's, it's right. just a matter of building the program out. And that's what we were talking about couple of days ago, like, hey, we let's sit down and see if we can come up with a program strictly for collegiate athletes that are going on to be pros. Like, how do you become a professional? Right. And, and, and I, maybe it's not even like you said, it could just be the level of awareness. It's just important that the conversation's happening. Absolutely. And like I'm my biggest thing is transitioning because I think I've transitioned so many times in life from being a college football player to going on to being a college football coach to going on to being a Marine officer, now going back into the NFL. Like there's a lot of different transitions that have been there, but each step of the way, somebody's been there to mentor and help me transition. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about like the high school age is because they need somebody to help them transition. Cause you're going from a world where maybe you've had somebody there to now you're on your own. And a lot of parents are like, hey, you're 18. Like, I got nothing for you. And, but nobody prepared them. So the goal is to prepare them so that at least they have the information. And then what they do with it, um, it is on them. But the information is is probably the most important thing for a lot of people. They just you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. So. It's invaluable. And especially in inner city situations where those resources aren't given. Yep. to the youth. And that's just, I seriously applaud you for what you're doing. And I thank you for sharing this with us. Thank you. And just one story I'll tell you before sure. I get off. I was uh, interviewing a player. I won't say his name, but 
he was telling me his story. And as he was telling me his story, I was like, this is why Enom has to be integrated into these environments. I mean, he said from eighth grade to 10th grade, he lived alone. So like he had no parents. Like I, I had no idea how he did it. He's like, I, I didn't have my mom was never there. It's just me. I cooked for myself. I washed my own clothes. Like I figured it out. If I didn't have food, my coaches would buy me food. But that goes back to the community aspect. Like people were there to help. But really, he was raising himself in a lot of ways. And that to me is like, that's exactly why you have to understand like and he had, I had to go get a job. He figured out how to get a job on his own. So like everybody can't do it on their own. And he was able to, but like those are the type of people that we look to bring in to be ambassadors for Enom. Um, because really it's not about me, it's not about you. Like Kobe's a perfect example. At the end of the day, you can have all these great accolades, you've done a lot of great things, but when it's done, it's done. And the question is, how did you what did you give back? How did you make a difference? And I think he's a great example of making a difference. So absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think that that's a lot of what I'm trying to do here in terms of shedding light on people that are doing good things, because sometimes we get lost in the doing of everyday life or whatever you're trying to achieve or what your goals are, which are important. And it's all a part of the picture. But like you said, at the end of the day, like what did you contribute and what did you give back and how did you care for other people? And you're right. Kobe is a perfect example. And I think that's why, I mean, I've never seen any loss affect our entire country as deeply as that loss did. You know, I kept saying, why does this feel so personal? But it was because of what he gave and who he was and the impact that he made and that that feels like an extreme loss when it's gone. But don't we all want to feel like we've made that kind of impact when we're gone? Exactly. So it's important to tap into these, uh, you know, passion projects as we can. Like, you know, you have a job, but this is this is something on the side that's really important to you. Right. And. A lot of the people that I interview, that's the case. I mean, for me, that's exactly what this podcast is. You know, I'm squeezing in time to make these interviews because I really care about having these these real conversations and inspiring other people to tap into whatever it may be that they can contribute in their own way. And sometimes it just takes hearing somebody's story like yours or hearing that player's story that you just told for somebody to have some sort of light bulb moment that says like, yeah, I want to do something and let me figure out what it is that I can do. And a lot of times people forget, like, because when you're living your life, you forget about how other people may be living. And I think sometimes taking that step back or like listening to Be The Good and hearing those different stories that are out there, like, man, I thought it was I didn't think that's how we're in 2020. Like there's still high school students that live alone. There's still people that don't understand finances. I don't I didn't think it was like that because, you know, you're so far removed from from that specific uh, situation. But so true. And that's why it's important to talk about it. Absolutely. You know, so uh, really, I can't thank you enough. This has been a great conversation, and I'm really just grateful to hear your perspective and to share your mission. 
No, thank you. I appreciate the the call. It's, it's awesome. If you enjoyed this episode of the Be The Good podcast, please like, comment, and share. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts or your favorite Google Play app. And be sure to follow me on Instagram for daily inspiration at be.thegood. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember that we can all find our own way to be the good. Thank you.